Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Rouse Review. I'm your city manager, Dan Hoffman, and with me is Amy Simmons, communications director. Hello, Amy. Hello. How are you doing today? Very good. It's a little chilly today. I know. I don't care for that. I do not care for it at all. we got the blossoms. We've got the spring coming, and now it's cold again. My very lackluster gardening attempts are going to be thwarted by this. (laughs) I just know it. Anyways, uh, so we've got a good topic. Very, um, actually, today is as much a request of our residents as it is a topic for discussion. Today we're going to be talking about the strategic plan and how you can participate and provide your input into the the strategic plan. Um, uh, But first, let's talk a little bit about the agenda. So tomorrow uh, we've got a, a... pretty reasonably sized agenda. Yeah, some good stuff on there. Some, some good stuff on it. This is good good government, meaty, work of the people kind of stuff. <laughs> so I'm going to scroll through the agenda real quick, just uh, call out the highlights. We do have a batch of first, second readings uh, related to uh, some land use things. Go take a look at those. A lot of them might be you know, in your neighborhood or relevant to, to your neighborhood. So do take a look at those. The other thing we have at second reading, which will be a public hearing, is to set the real property tax rate for the next calendar year. So uh, I've proposed 93 cents. Council is going to be entertaining that rate as well as uh, anything between uh, really 90, 91, and 92. Uh, of course, at this point, they could not vote for 93, and we start over with a different rate. Uh, we have until, you know, obviously, we still have plenty of time to adopt mm-hmm. it, but. Uh, I'm going to be bringing a presentation to council tomorrow to talk through why uh, I'm recommending 93 cents. It's important for our city employees, for the health of the city, um, and then they will do their deliberation and discuss. And 93 is our current current rate. rate. So regardless of what you might read in places, this is the same tax rate as last year. So if you hear it referred to as a tax rate increase, that is incorrect. This is the same tax rate. The tax rate is 93 cents right now. And if adopted, it'll, the tax rate next year will be 93 cents. Your taxes, your property taxes, may be going up because of your appraisal. Right. So the amount you pay will increase. And let me be clear. The amount you pay at 89 cents would still go up. So... 99% of homes, even if we lowered the tax rate by $0.04, cents, which would be our revenue neutral rate, it would still, everyone would still see an increase. The difference between going back to the $0.89 cent rate, which would be incredibly bad for the financial health of the city, and I'll just take a few seconds to talk about why that is. Uh, first off, it would threaten our AAA bond rating. That is, if we cannot cover our costs... And some of those costs are increases to retirement funding that we have to pay, in contractual increases, you know, uh, increases in the, the radio maintenance contract, uh, some natural increases, you know, related to our tipping, solid waste tipping fees. Uh, if we can't just keep up with the basic cost of doing business, which, to be honest with you, we can't do at 89 cents. Uh, the bond, the rating agencies will look at us uh, very poorly. So that's one thing to keep in, in mind. And for those who don't know, why is it so important to have that high rating? Oh, that saves us millions of dollars because we're always um, borrowing money for a new, a new this or a new, you know, to renovate something. Uh, the vast majority of cities always carry some degree of debt. 
just like everybody listening to this probably carries some degree of debt. A little bit of debt is not bad. It's actually healthy for a lot of places. And right now, it's incredibly, it costs very little money for us to borrow money. So we recently saved about a million dollars just by refinancing some old debt. So carrying some debt is completely healthy. So if our AAA bond rating were to go down, let's say it got reduced to AA or AA plus or something along those lines, they've got a lot of different categories. Uh, it could potentially cost us, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars over the long haul in terms of debt payments. So it's not something to be, to be taken lightly. People look, one of the first things people look at, uh, at a city's financial health is what is their rating with the credit agencies. Uh, just as you want to have a high credit score, we want to have a high uh, credit rating. And AAA is as high as you can get. We got the highest one you can get because the city is very financially sound. So the difference between 89 cents and 93 cents, which is the current rate, would be that the uh, for the average resident, so let's say you own a $250,000 home. Now, if you rent, there is no impact on you. You don't pay property taxes if you rent. It is possible that a landlord might try to pass it along to you, but if you have a lease, they've got to you know, work within the, the confines of that lease. So let's say you own a $250,000 home. The difference between $0.89 cents and $0.93 cents is about $100 for the entire year. It goes into your mortgage payment. We're talking 9 bucks. About 9 bucks a month is the difference. So I just want to stress to folks that this is not a incredibly high increase. I know right now for a lot of folks, right. a that is, is a, lot. a little bit mm -hmm. might be a lot, but we are looking at other things to try to help <laughs> trim. Uh, we've, this is budget has been put together, you know, with an eye towards cutting where we can. And overall our operating costs have been cut, but there are some things that we just cannot avoid. Last year, our employees got 0% increase. I cannot, uh, recommend another budget where our employees get 0%. That's just unpalatable to to me, um, and it's not in line with what every other jurisdiction around us yeah. is doing. I was going to point that out. Frederick County, Clark County, all of them. Are, Five. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not even proposing an increase as high as what's happening in our neighboring jurisdictions, and that pains me. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I think at this point, uh, 93 cents is what I'm going to be sticking with as a recommendation, and uh, but the council will debate, and yep. we'll see what they do. Um. Moving on, so then on the agenda, you'll have some committee chair reports. We'll be appointing a few folks to different boards. Um, we will be bringing back the right-of-way permit fee item. That's been bounced a couple of times, but that's coming back uh, for, uh, for a vote. Uh, second reading on a change to our city code, just to clean up a few items related to our agendas. Uh, and then we're going to go through four items all related to public safety. So last Wednesday... We, uh, we had a meeting of the Public Safety Committee to try to address some issues related to, some of them related to home homelessness, some of them related to vagrancy, some of them related to just quality of life issues down on the walking mall. So we looked at uh, some trespassing ordinances, we looked at um, issues related to noise and people using amplified sound on the walking mall. Um, some ordinances we're actually repealing. There's six ordinances that we are repealing because they're 
either they've been tested in other places and found to be unconstitutional or we don't believe they'll hold up under constitutional scrutiny. And there's a uh, another one about curfew and loitering that we're also repealing for the same reason. So uh, the one of the one action of the four that I'm particularly pleased about is the the noise ordinance. I think right now we've we need to protect the walking mall. Mm-hmm. That area, that that stretch is really the heart of the city. We've got a plenty of other different shopping and entertainment and dining options around the city. So this is not to put uh, one over another, but the walking mall is unique to Winchester. So we need to make sure we protect it. Uh, so that's the regular meeting. And then on the work session, uh, just one, we have an executive executive dis- discussion on the work session. And but we do have a presentation about the roll off containers, the trash containers. We'll be reporting out to council the success of that program. We talked a little bit about that mm-hmm. on a previous podcast with Mr. Neese. Um, that's been very successful. And in this budget, we are looking to roll that out citywide. Uh, that's going to be a huge uh, positive for the city. So uh, this, is this where he's presenting the survey results to council? Yep. Okay. Survey results and you know some of the lessons learned. Yep. I want to stress and emphasize to everybody, this might be new to us, but we are behind the curve here. Right. <laughs> I, I have not worked in a jurisdiction yet where people put out, they go buy their own trash cans and they put out their own trash cans. Or sometimes they don't. They just put loose bags of trash right. out on the street. Uh, it, it First off, it's not safe for our workers. It's not healthy. It creates litter. Um, we're moving to a system that is much more standardized, professional, efficient, and it and I'm going to be proposing on Tuesday a system where if you waste less, if you generate less trash, you're going to pay less than somebody else. So Good. composting, uh, recycling, compost. Yeah. In the future, I want to get to composting. I want to get to recycling. Um, we're going to start recycling our glass again if I have anything to do with it. So <laughs> um, keep an eye out for that. A lot of positive changes on the horizon when it comes to solid waste. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, okay. So that's the budget for tomorrow. Uh, today's topic though, really is our strategic plan. So we are due. In fact, we probably should have been updating our strategic plan last year, but yeah, oh, yeah. it's COVID. It's COVID. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, COVID, you know, new guy shows mm-hmm. up. There, there was a lot of different reasons to not update the strategic plan last year. Um, but now we're, you know, the light's kind of at the end of the tunnel. We're seeing it. Uh, you know, we still got a ways to go. COVID ain't over yet, people. Um, but... We, I, it's time uh, to really start looking at what the next, you know, two, five, ten, twenty years uh, should look like with the city. Yeah, because the, the last one we had was created in 2016. Yep. So much has changed since then. Absolutely. If if it weren't for COVID, you know, the plan would only be about five years old. Uh, you know, it would it would already be due for a for an update. Yes. You don't put these things, you know, in stone. And then, you know, this isn't the Constitution where, right. you know, it's a, a document that has to stay that's very difficult to change. This is, these are living documents that um, should be looked at regularly. So throw the fact in that we also had COVID, and it really is a good time for us to uh, look at the plan, validate what's in it, and look for areas to change. So... Um, that's the process that we have undertaken. And we have a consultant to help us this time. We do. Uh, Arima Fobbs, we're going to be talking with her in just a minute. Yep. Um, we'll talk about why, 
cities hire consultants to do this kind of work. Um, but real quickly, the this is a, a plan that is not just Dan Hoffman's vision for the city. If it was, it would be a bad plan because um, anything I put together would just be my own perspective and uh, not the... It wouldn't have input of residents. It wouldn't have input of our staff or the council. So we are going through great effort, especially in COVID times, to try to gather information from as many people as possible. Uh, the best way that you, as a resident of the city, can provide your feedback is to go online and take the survey. Amy, where can people find the survey? We have it under our latest news section and also under our master plan section. You can find the strategic, I can never say that word. Strategic plan. Strategic plan. Uh, they are under the master plan uh, section under government, under the government tab, and also under latest news. Or right on the homepage. Homepage also. So here, mm -hmm. homepage. When you're looking at the homepage, you see a big pretty picture of yes. Winchester. Wait a second. <laughs> it'll and scroll. It'll scroll, or you can just click and another pane will show yes. up and it'll say strategic plan click, click here, here. Mm -hmm. do it we've made it intentionally brief i think there are and generic or general not general generic. Mm -hmm. uh there's probably you know 15 questions on there it only takes you a few minutes to do um there's spots within it to provide general comment um and we look at every single response mm -hmm. individual comments that are made we look at them. Um, of course, if beyond the survey, you want to provide some feedback about the plan, um, you've got many different options at your disposal. You can always just email me. Mm -hmm. Go to the website. My email's on the website. Uh, you can call our office. You can send a letter. Send a letter if you're still in that mode of communication. <laughs> we also have the online form now on our open town hall. Exactly. There's online forms. And... You can always show up to a city council meeting. We're in person again at City Hall tomorrow. You could show up. You got three minutes to say your piece to the council. You can show up and say, I'm here, mayor and council, to talk about the strategic plan and what's important to me. And you can pontificate for three <laughs> solid minutes about what's important to mm -hmm. you. So when it's all said and done, when this plan is complete, if you sit back and say, well... Does this really reflect the residents? Or I didn't really get a chance to, to provide any feedback. Or the survey, you know, I never got the email about the survey. Um, I'll be honest with you, you just weren't paying attention. <laughs> there, there are many, many chances. You can call individual counselors. Uh, they're very good. This council is very good about responding to emails, uh, responding to phone calls. Um, they'll, they forward it all to me. Uh, and all of it's taken into consideration. We take all of the raw, all those raw materials, the survey results, um, the interviews with counselors, the interviews, the focus groups with residents. Um, we take all of that, all those raw materials, and we distill it down into a, a bunch of data and a bunch of information that we'll be bringing to the council at a retreat on May 14th, also open to the public. So um, you can watch them in action. Um, so plenty of ways for you to participate. But right now, the best way you can participate, add your perspective via the survey. So please go there, take the survey. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it. So um, 
Let's go ahead and give Arima a call. Okay. All right, and uh, chat with her about the plan. Good morning. Hello, Arima. I'm good. So everybody, Arima is uh, our facilitator. She is a consultant that we've hired to help us put together the strategic plan. Now, a lot of times, folks, you know, we get this occasionally, especially around budget time. Why do you have to hire a consultant for it? Can't you just do it yourself? I think a lot of folks don't quite realize that it's a, actually kind of a bad idea for me to try to facilitate my own plan because, uh, you know, I've got a lot of my own opinions, thoughts, feelings, and it's really difficult to keep you know, those in the background to be objective when uh, the, the plan should reflect the interests and uh, desires and perspective of a lot of different people. So we bring in folks like Arima to, to help us be objective, to make sure that the plan is reflective of the group and that, you know, folks like myself aren't dominating the conversation. So Arima, could you take just a quick, uh, a few minutes to talk about, you know, what... Why do cities, you know, in, in the different organizations and cities you've worked with, why do cities actually undertake strategic planning? Um, it's really just, as you said, you know, um, bringing, particularly bringing an outside facilitator to ensure that there really is a participatory um, process. So cities um, engage in strategic planning uh, so that they can envision a future to be achieved in the city. They can examine their strengths they can um, look at you know what what needs must be attended to. They can really consider what might block achieving that vision, and then get down to the nuts and bolts of what they should do to achieve that vision in the next five years. Specific strategies, actions, the accountability, the metrics, the costs, and the resources. And I would say that the the process that Winchester is undertaking, um, you've really approached this. Um, as a participatory, transparent, and inclusive uh, process, and at the same time, been very focused on ensuring that you have input from residents, you have input from the council, from all of the city staff, and that you're considering both, you know, the quantitative and qualitative data. Uh, so. Um, I think it's just really helpful for cities to be strategic about, you know, forward looking and then come back to reality and, and weigh, you know, the pros and cons and look at resources and, um, you know, accountability. What are some of the, you know, a lot of times people see these plans, these big, big vision, big strategy plans that cities put together and, you know, they go, they go sit on the shelf and collect dust. What what kind of pitfalls should we be avoiding after the plan is done to make sure that it becomes a reality? Um, I think the process that we are doing is really, um, while it does include dreaming, it's actually very practical. And um, we're following it all the way through to aligning it with um, annual, you know, um, work plans for the city. So I think that's where you see a misalignment between the dreaming and then it's not actually carried through to implementation planning. That's the plan that sits on the shelf. Or if it's really, um, you know, unrealistic and it's not tethered to actual needs and interests and um, resources in the city, that's where 
it sits on the shelf. But I think in this process, you know, every step of the way, it's been very um, concrete. It's involved a reflection on the last uh, few years. It's involved in the acknowledgement of the challenges, particularly of the time we're in, and then allowing just really practical, informed, um, expansive contribution of that forward thinking, you know, to the vision. And then the state, the stakeholders are at the table, you know, and the folks that are going to be implementing the plan are at the table. And so that actually makes it quite practical and not something that would, would sit on the shelf. And then also having the metrics in place um, for, you know, to enable that monitoring and that um, review at different intervals, that will ensure that it won't sit on the shelf. So you, you um, talked a little bit about metrics, performance, uh, what are going to be some of the things that we develop towards the end of the plan? You know, we've got this mm-hmm. retreat coming up with council on the 14th where mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do a lot of the vision and strategy. What kinds of things do we need to make sure when we're looking at uh, performance measures that will go into the plan? Uh, so the process that we'll be undertaking, will look at uh, two-year smart, you know, specific, measurable, achievable, uh, realistic, time-bound outcome measures. And so what will increase, decrease, be changed by what what scope um, over two years? And then also, what are the accomplishments we want to see in place after a year and how will we measure that? And so putting in some measurement indicators for um, those accomplishments that are concrete, that are, you know, um, quantitative, that are actually measurable and um, transparent. Um, so metrics are built into this, into this process. Got it. Got it. So you and your associate Carla have been helping us with this for you know, a little over a month now, I believe. Mm-hmm. We've got a retreat coming up with council, and this mm-hmm. is you know, retreat. These retreats are public meetings; are open to the to the yeah. public. I'm sure members of the media are going to be there. Um, yes. What are some things that you're going to be looking for to make sure that this retreat is a successful? And, you know, great use of everybody's time because there's going to be a bunch of folks involved. Uh, what kind of things do you look f- to instill in, t- in order to make sure the retreat is successful? Uh, so, you know, we are seeking consensus on the big ideas. We are we, or we are not? We are absolutely we are. Okay. seeking consensus on the big ideas. And um, we also want everybody's ideas. So we, we structure a process for um, individual thought, small group work, large group report out and discussion um, at the front end. And then we structure a re- like more of a working meeting um, where you're really getting down to the nuts and bolts of, of the work plan and, and, you know, as I mentioned before, smart objectives, one-year accomplishments, what will be done by uh, this quarter and that quarter. And should we not, you know, because that's a tough thing to do that, uh, have that working session. Um, should we not get to that end? There are going to be follow-up meetings, and that's really where the departments that are going to be involved in implementing those areas, um, you know, bring in more of the, the pragmatism and um, finalize those work plans. So the process will be really inclusive, a lot of discussion, a lot of input, um, structured in a way that there is, you know, um, equity of voice among all of the participants, and then um, reality checks at the end of the day as well, informed reality checks to develop those work plans. Got it. So uh, you and Carla have worked with a bunch of different organizations. Mm-hmm. 
uh, different mm-hmm. jurisdictions, you know, not asking you to uh, heap any praise upon us, but, you know, give us you know, your observation about the city as an organization yeah. thus far. You know, any, any takeaways that either set us apart, you know, it can be constructive. Uh, you know, any, anything that you've seen so far in your dealings with our senior staff, with our council, uh, that kind of leap out at you. Um, I would say you have challenged us because you have been um, very inclusive all along the way. You have a you know steering committee. You have um, encouraged a broader um, upfront assessment. You know all the, the interviews we did with council, the um, survey of the community. So I would say that that has been a much um, more in depth process than a lot of the other. Um, strategic planning um, initiatives than we have done. So um, you're definitely um, uh, you definitely aimed at making it an informed strategic plan. So that is, I think that's that's uh, the outlier at this point. That's good to hear. Good to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Arima, thank you very much. Thanks for letting us give you a buzz. Um, any other final thoughts uh, to add before we? Uh, move along? Yeah, I would say, you know, we've been uh, really excited to be involved. Um, the preliminary feedback, you know, people really reflect very positively on the city and on the, um, the leadership. And um, we're just, you know, encouraged to help you meet your uh, goals of developing a, you know, solid strategic plan that can guide the city over the next five years. Excellent. Well, Rima, thanks for joining us. Uh, looking forward to finally meeting you in person, hopefully in a few weeks. Yeah. I know you just got your second shot, I think. Uh, yeah. All of our team has, so we're looking forward to actually meeting you in person. Okay. All right. Well, good luck with everything, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Rima. Bye-bye. She's been so great. She's lovely. I, I'm really pleased uh, so far. I mean, still a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. But... Um, so far, I mean, her demeanor, her professionalism—it's it, been—it's uh, been a good experience thus far. So, yeah. and she didn't mention the stakeholder meetings that we're holding oh, yeah. as well. So we have two groups of community members that are getting mm-hmm. together to talk to her about the future of Winchester. Absolutely, we, folks could probably compare those to focus groups in essence, and mm-hmm. those focus groups involve a, a pretty wide cross-section of people from around the community. A lot of community leaders are in those focus groups. Uh, you know, Shenandoah University is represented, Valley Health is represented, um, school system. So it's, uh, this plan, I think, you know, think of, think of it what you will, uh, whatever the final product turns out to be, but I don't think anybody can argue that we didn't try to, to hear from everyone. So that is very exciting. Yeah, and the survey's still going on. Yes, absolutely. April 30th. So still time, like we said earlier, and like I'll probably say again three more times during this <laughs> podcast. said other podcasts. Go fill out the darn survey. Please. All righty. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and move on and wrap up with a, um, a couple of items that are coming up in the next few weeks. Sure. Well, um, coming up this starting this weekend, actually, the Parking Authority is going to be installing new automated gates and payment equipment in our four downtown garages. So they'll start actually at Braddock Auto Park this weekend and then they'll move along the week with others. And that's going to hopefully be a little bit more convenient process for people who rent spaces in the parking garages and also those who wanna pay for hourly parking. They'll have two different ways to do that now. 
or soon. And um, are you clueless about compo- composting? I'm not clueless, <laughs> but I am I'm not. Clueless. An, I'm not an expert by any stretch. Yes. I know you put a bunch of stuff in a barrel of some sort, and then it goes uh, from rotten rotten to good. Yeah. And then you use it. Um, I'm well, gonna I'm gonna try to learn though. Well, I'm completely clueless. So there is a new workshop coming up, a virtual workshop. Um, Sustainability Matters, mm-hmm. and in the city have partnered together to offer these uh, virtual workshops. And the first one is composting for the clueless, hmm. and it's open to anyone. Doesn't matter where you live, cool. and will be held on May sixth at seven p.m. It's free, and you can register at compost.everbright.com. Oh, I'm not Everbright. What am I thinking? Eventbrite. Eventbrite. Yes, that makes much more sense. Yeah, um, I think I might have to push uh, Lindsay in that direction. She'll like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we're trying to garden. Yep. So. And Do you my, garden? No. You don't? Completely brown Well, that's thumbs. why you're clueless about compost. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. No. You don't seem like a gardener. And then don't no. take that as a bad thing. But I don't mow. I don't weed eat. It's I dirty, don't, right? Mm, I, yes. Exactly. Okay. That's I got you pegged. What, that's why pegged. it surprised me when my, my petite little daughter said, Mom, you know why I don't like ballet class? Because I was a dancer uh-huh. and I put her in ballet class. Um, she said, no, why? She says, because I can't get dirty. Oh. So she's a softball player. There you go. She likes to play in the dirt, apparently. <laughs> I don't know where she got that. Uh, Winchester Parks and Recreation's all-day summer camp will be offered this year. Exciting news. I know mm-hmm. we have, were very limited last year. This year, hopefully, it's a little bit bigger, but it's still limited because of uh, the restrictions. But uh, registration begins May 3rd at 10 a.m. for city residents and May 4th for uh, non-residents. So uh, register early. Fills up really fast. And our four city-owned museums. Can you name them all? So we got the the George Washington House. Headquarters. Headquarters. Mm-hmm. Was that his headquarters? I thought it was his office. Uh, technically, it's his office, but we call it headquarters. Oh, I'm, I'm going to start calling my office my headquarters. <laughs> okay. <coughs> I like that. Let's there you that. go. City manager headquarters. Yes. Uh, we've got the Stonewall Jackson one. That one is office, yes. That one, but that one's an office. <laughs> yes. I think they just wanted to be different. Okay, fine. Yes. Um, okay, other museums, other museums. Hmm. Do we have... Mu- museum of the Shenandoah Valley is not ours, nope. technically. Mm-mm. So that's not a city-operated no, museum. No, it's not. It's just uh, in the city. Is the City Hall considered a museum? No. Oh, that's weird. Think a uh, place where you live. It's really old. My house isn't that old. Not your old. <laughs> your house is close. Abrams Delight. Abrams Delight. Yeah, oldest Oh, that's home. a city one? That's the city one. Oldest home in Winchester. I did not know that. I thought that yes. was on uh, someone else's property. Okay, great. Nope. Abrams Delight. Abrams Delight. Which is not a type of candy. No. Uh, it is. Um, it's not. <laughs> That'd be nice, though, if we had some. We should. We should make a Abrams Delight candy. Yes. It could just be Turkish Delight that we just cross off Turkish and write Abrams. Okay. Have you ever had Turkish Delight? No. It's actually pretty good. Don't be scared. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It is like, it's got nougat and some nuts in it. Mm. it it's actually Turkish Delight quite tasty. Okay, so, sounds tasty. All right, I'm going to bring some in next time. Okay, well, Abrams Delight, oldest home in Winchester, is a museum owned by the city. Mm-hmm. That little log cabin right next to it across mm-hmm. from the visitor center. And right next to it is the Hollingsworth Mill. So all of that so is what's owned the by fourth, the city. So what's the fourth museum? Hollingsworth Mill. There's oh. a little museum you walk in, and there is history about Winchester, and they're really awesome. They change the uh, exhibit all the time. Is there a Patsy Cline one? Not that we own, no. No. We only own these four. But in the in the visitor center, there's a little museum. Yes. So we have five. If you can call, yes. It's just an exhibit. I don't think you can call that a museum. Mm-hmm. It's Th- is there a, a number screen. of exhibits you have to have to be qualified as a museum? I would think it'd be more than that. 
Yeah. It's a cute it's a cute little exhibit, but it's not enough for a museum. Amy says so. Sorry. <laughs> it's really cool. Though. Go check it out. Okay, so anyway, my point with this conversation was uh, they're opening late this year. Usually it's April 1st, but it's May 10th this year, I assume, because of COVID. Uh, so you can visit winchesterhistory.org for more information about those four mm-hmm. city-owned museums, mm-hmm. not Museum of Shenandoah Valley. Exactly. The ones that Amy says is a museum. Right. If Amy says so, it's a museum. I'm only concentrating on the ones that are ours. Okay. Okay, so this week also is... Um, Arbor Day. Arbor Day is going to be on April 30th. Yep. And again, because of COVID, we're going to have to uh, virtually celebrate this year again. Mm. So we have a long list of videos that we're going to post on YouTube and Facebook. And we are going to be interdu- interviewing different people and talking about trees and all the mm-hmm. other things that they do. We're Tree City USA, right? We are for like 35 years. Yep. A yep. lot of big trees here. Yep. And also this month's guest on publicity, our news show that we do every month, is our city arborist, Sarah Mowry. So um, that show will be posted on Wednesday at noon. Excellent. That's all I have. All righty. Well, uh, for everybody, thanks for tuning into uh, another episode of Amy Says So. Uh, I mean, Rouse Review. That would be awesome. We should do that. I I think we're going to have an ongoing segment. Amy Says So. Yes. Uh, And it's just the world according to I'm writing that down. Okay. Um, (laughs) So thanks, everybody, for another, uh, listen to another episode of Rouse Review. Uh, Don't forget... Go take your survey. Go to the website. Take your survey. Between It's going to close April 30th. April 30th. Mm-hmm. So by the time we chat again with you, it's, it's going to be closed. We might even be talking about some preliminary results. So don't waste time. Do it now. And I will see you around City Hall.